Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. The 21st annual SF Sketch Fest is underway in San Francisco, bringing comedians, improv performers, writers, and lots of chuckles together for over two weeks of shows. From literal sketches to musical performances and improvised Shakespeare on stages big and small across the city. Uh, But wait, why San Francisco? Is this... (gasps) A funny city? From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Mallory Sumera, and this is Bay Current. To get that answer and to hear more about the festival, which runs until February 4th, I got to sit down with one of the co-founders of SF Sketchfest. I'm Cole Stratton. I am co-founder and co-director of SF Sketchfest. He co-founded SF Sketchfest 23 years ago with David Owen and Janet Varney. This year, shows include An Afternoon with Amber Ruffin, an SF Sketchfest tribute, Paul Giamatti's Chinwag with Stephen Asma, to Triumph the Insult Comic Dog's Let's Make a Poop with Adam Savage, Michael Winslow, Weird Al Yankovic, and surprise guests. What's been the most exciting part so far? I mean, honestly, just getting it going is the most exciting thing after months of prep. Our opening night was really special. We just we were going to open on last Friday, but we opened a day earlier than initially planned to do a big show with Eric Idle at the Castro, who's, you know, a sketch legend for Monty Python and stuff. And he and Jeff Davis did a full on like show show, like with sketches and songs. And it was amazing. It was and it was at the Castro, which is, you know, historic and wonderful and you know, it's going to go through some renovations soon. So it was nice to be in there before all that happened. And uh, it was just like a real fun, special way to open the festival. Yeah, definitely. Are you from uh, the Bay Area? Uh, sort of. I went to college here. Um, all of us who started uh, Sketchfest met at San Francisco State. So we all did that and lived here for a while, but I've been in LA for almost 20 years now. Nice. I went to SF State too. What'd you uh, major in? Uh, cinema with an emphasis on direction. And I did nothing with it. But <laughs> I have your, your story is not unlike others, but I feel like you have done something with it. Yeah, kind of. It, in a sense, it like being over in the broadcast department and the theater building and stuff like I met tons of people and that's kind of everything at college is like you think it's there for the degree. And, yeah, that's nice. But really, you're there to meet people and connect and stuff. And that's ultimately like what happened for me. Like we all met there, started a sketch group together and kind of did the festival from there. And, you know, although I was loving being at school, I was out in the city exploring and hanging out at Cobbs and stuff and becoming kind of a comedy club rat. And 
yeah, so definitely like the degree was almost secondary at the end of the day. It was more about the experiences and the people you meet. Sketchfest is always something really fun to look forward to. For this year, was there a overarching theme or was there something that you and the other producers kept in mind when you were putting this lineup together? I mean, every year it's kind of the same thing in that like, and we often get asked, is there a theme to it? And ultimately, like, it really is just a big grab bag of comedy. We, I would say it's just like we're trying to put together a jigsaw puzzle, but we don't have the box cover to know what it's supposed to look like. So like, we're fitting pieces together and eventually it all comes together, but we don't know what we're assembling while we're assembling it. We just kind of reach out to a bunch of different, you know, comics that come back year after year and stuff and shows that we have traditions with like Futurama, things like that. But outside of the regulars, like dummy just make big, long programming lists of ideas we have um, and just kind of start going out to people and agents and things and just kind of feeling stuff out. And one of the things that's nice about the festival and a lot of things that a lot of the performers love about it is that, we're not asking them to come and do like what they're going to tour with. They're like, whatever. We're just kind of like, come, whatever you want to do, just pitch it to us. And nine times out of 10, we'll be like down for it. So they get to come and do experimental shows, get to work new material, get to populate each other's shows, which they think is great fun because they're not often in the same room together, all these mm-hmm. peers and stuff. So yeah, that we never know about a theme other than like, we just, is it funny? Um, but even that, like we're branching out, we're doing a lot more like, you know, music oriented shows, Uh, usually with the comedic element, but not always. I remember a few years ago you started with, um, or you had Maya Rudolph with her Prince band. Yeah, Prince has done a couple times. And like, you think it's going to be funny because it's Maya Rudolph and stuff, but it's like a straight up awesome Prince cover band. (laughs) Like They're just rocking it the whole time. So, uh, but it gets you in the door thinking like that's what it's going to be. And then people love it and they come back year after year. So we try to do stuff like that. That's just a little more off the beaten path, but kind of just fun, kind of a party atmosphere, but um, isn't necessarily uh, fit into the comedy umbrella. But we branched out years ago. Like when we first started, it was all just sketch comedy, thus the sketch fest. So uh, after a couple of years of that, we realized like, well, we're going to run out real quick because sketch is such a niche part of comedy and stuff that... So we just opened it up to, we kept the Sketchfest moniker, but the San Francisco Sketch Comedy Festival became the San Francisco Comedy Festival. So we do everything under the sun now, um, whatever we can think of. We'll get weird ideas sometimes and be like, should we try it? And be like, yeah, why not? And then fun stuff comes together just based on an odd idea one of us might have. So Besides going to school together here and sort of discovering this new world here and bonding here why san francisco for this particular festival like is san francisco a funny city i think it is um i think the audiences are hungry for comedy here and i've been in la so long where people are not hungry for comedy shows because everybody's doing them all the time and just kind of you kind of feel like beholden to go check out your friend's show and vice versa um and a lot of the time it's people just kind of like you know just scouting things out or whatever but it's, the audiences there aren't necessarily there to like laugh. It's, it just feels like a bit of a lab experiment <laughs> in LA a lot. But up here, it's just the audiences are hungry for comedy and they're good. They're smart. They're fair. Um, and they enjoy things. And like, that's one thing that our performers say a lot is just like, these audiences are amazing. Like they're so enthusiastic and cool. And I just love being here doing it. So I think for us, like it ended up just being San Francisco, I think initially because that's where we were. You know, we started the sketch group. It was called Totally False People. So three of us and then Gabe Diani was the fourth member. Um, and we banded together with five other local troops that were in a similar scenario of like, we don't have venues to play in. And we rented a theater for a month, Shelton Theater in Union Square. The Chronicle ran a story on it and we sold everything out. And then we're like, oh, maybe there's something to this. 
And then it just kept kind of going. And I think we were smart that we ended up doing it in January. And that was kind of out of necessity of like, that's when the theaters were available, but also there wasn't much competition in terms of entertainment because everybody has their December like holiday shows and stuff. And then January is kind of sparse. So we were able to get that media coverage. If we had been at another time of year, we might not have been able to. So I think it was a kind of a fortuitous thing with different things falling into place. Um, but I do think San Francisco is a great, great comedy city. It's got a good comedy history too. It's, you know, Robin came, Williams came up here and a lot of good standups and stuff that have gone up to things and, um, early Cobbs, early, you know, Holy City Zoo and stuff. So I, I, I think yeah. it is a great, great city for comedy. It's a very good kind of, I don't want to say training ground, but it is like, it's a great place to like get your reps in and, and figure out what your voice is in comedy um before you make a jump to la or new york and i i know you don't necessarily have to be there but like that's where the industry is that's where you'll probably be scouted or seen but we do have people that get scouted here during Sketchfest. that we have industry that wants to come up and check it out because it's such you know a bunch of people in the same place at the same time and people have gotten signed and gotten deals just doing sets here too so um, i think that's one of the nice things about the festival is it gives a chance for some up-and-comers and stuff from all over the place to come and do sets and and get scouted and seen We'll be right back here on KCBS Radio's Bay Current. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's been, what, 23 years since you started Sketchfest? Yeah, it's the 21st festival, but, you know, there was that comedy blip for two years where nobody did anything. Um, yeah. I like to call it that. And so, yeah, it would be our 23rd year if we had stayed on schedule. But yeah, this is your 21. That's a long time to be running something. I mean, that's a, it's a huge accomplishment. Um, what do you think has kept Sketchfest so relevant and fun and present um, for 21 seasons? I mean, I think it's a perfect storm of many things. It's the fact that San Francisco is hungry for it and comes. If they didn't come to the shows, we wouldn't be able to do this because we rely primarily on ticket sales. Um, to put this thing on year after year uh, and the generosity of our performers who might be coming less than if they've been doing a big corporate gig or something elsewhere. Um, and I think it's just, we put together things different. It's not shows you're going to see um, throughout the year 
you know, wherever it's kind of brings a bunch of different people together to do unique things that kind of happen once and then never again. Um, and I think the performers just love being here too. I mean, Fred Armisen um, called it like comedy summer camp and that's kind of the thing in the cold of uh, January, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you have all these people coming around that, you know, are friends, but don't get to see each other that much. And the, pure volume of what we're doing like any given weekend there's hundreds of people from all over the place up here and they just love to hang out with each other and stuff so it's just kind of like you would think it would be like a one great weekend thing but then we do it like three different weekend times so it just keeps going and going um and i think the volume helps us able to put this on too so we can you know generate enough revenue to keep it going uh year after year and it's just a labor of love we love doing it the you know it's just love all over the place the performers love it the audiences love it and as long as that synergy keeps happening. I said synergy, please kill me now. But uh, as long as it keeps going, then I think that we'll be able to do this, you know, indefinitely. You have a little over a week left of Sketchfest. What are some shows that you are really looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, one of the cool things we're doing this year is uh, five different shows with Freestyle Plus, which is an offshoot of Freestyle Love Supreme, which is Lynn Melmel Miranda's thing. Anthony Vanziali runs it here, um, where they just do like off the cuff, uh, you know, freestyle stuff based on audience suggestions. And Bill Irwin is their special guest for all the shows, who's this comedy legend on Broadway and stuff. And he's a, you know, a clown, but not in the uh, red nose way. Does a lot of amazing physical comedy stuff too. Um, so those will be super, super fun. And it's at Club Fugazi. It's our first year using Club Fugazi. Where it be nice. Babylon ran for a million years, uh, and it's yeah. it's a wonderful venue. So the combination of that show and that venue should be pretty special. And that starts tonight and it runs through the like five shows until Sunday. So we're super looking forward to all those shows as well. Nice. Uh, and then I get to perform a little bit too. I have my theme park improv group tomorrow night at Brava. It's sold out, but it's we'll probably have some at the door. It's really fun. It's the thing I like most about that is I usually get up on stage, you know, a couple times throughout the fest and I get to like turn the producer brain off for 90 minutes and just have fun and get to do comedy with people I love and then get off stage and check my email to see what I missed in those 90 minutes and put out whatever fires need to be put out. But it is always fun yeah. to get up on stage still after all these years. That's awesome. Um, One of and break a leg. How exciting, especially at Brava, such a historic theater and historic place. And, you know, in the mission, that's really exciting. I remember just real quickly, I took my family to go see uh, the Shakespeare improv. I think it was at the Jewish Community Center in San Francisco. Like, I don't know, it had to have been like 2015 or something like that. And it was like the funniest thing I've ever been to. I feel like I was just crying with laughter the whole time. They're incredible. It's improvised Shakespeare company. And they they pretty much come every year now. They're coming up our third weekend over at Marines Memorial Theater. And like, I, I've been improvising my whole life. And that intimidates me like crazy. And I'm a good improviser. But like that, just to know the language and be able to be off the cuff in that tongue is like insane to me. And they do it so flawlessly and so brilliantly. And, and then... Uh, hugely unique and funny way that it's always a treat every year to have them. They usually, you know, pack their houses in because people just don't want to miss them. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, life is improv. And um, I think that even folks who aren't in theater or in comedy and go to Sketchfest or go to see improv, like take something from that because it's like, oh, I don't have to think about what I'm going to say for, you know, a whole two minutes before I speak, like I can just speak and 
you know, make an impact or something. But um, the last thing that I wanted to ask you about, um, your bio says that you've appeared on Nash Bridges. And um, anyone, <laughs> you know, especially who's here in the Bay Area, um, is in theater or acting here in the Bay Area or from here, um, knows that that is like almost a rite of passage, like screen time passage is to be on an episode of Nash Bridges. So I guess I just wanted to ask you about that and what you took away from that. <laughs> Truly it was, especially at that time, it was kind of like the one show that shot here uh, that wasn't just exteriors and stuff. So pretty much if you were an actor in San Francisco, you're going out for Nash Bridges. And then when you booked your Nash Bridges, it was like, yay, I'm an actor in San Francisco for real now. Yeah. Um, that was like law and order. Day, right. Yeah. Uh, and like Law and Order, like I did it twice as different characters because you'll see often if you watch old Law and Orders, you'll see somebody pop up as another character because they think that no one will remember that they did before. Uh, yeah. So like, yeah, I get to do it twice. My first time was like in the A storyline um, with Don Johnson and Cheech Marin. And I was kind of, I was like the brother of a killer and they interrogate me wrong. Uh, and then a couple of seasons later, I was in the B storyline, which was, I was like a, a director at uh a college theater company in Berkeley or wherever, where Jenny Lynn O'Keefe's character was going. And uh, the, the uh, guy playing the grandpa quits. And I see James Gammon in the audience. He plays the grandpa on that and ask him to play it. So he starts doing theater and stuff. So very yeah. different for me and very different storylines, but super fun. Um, yeah. And yeah, if they still pop up every once in a while on TV or whatever, and they're on DVD and things like that too. So every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, there I am. Cool. Yeah, that's I mean, that's awesome. Thank you for humoring me because, um, yeah, Nash Bridges, big deal here growing up. Um, well, thank you so much for speaking with me. Sketchfest is, you know, truly epic for the Bay Area and for San Francisco. And so, you know, we're all really grateful it's here. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to say about Sketchfest? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I would just say that, like, if you don't know where to start, it, the, the thing can be intimidating. There's a lot of shows happening at once um everything should be good i mean just whatever kind of comedy you like just take a look at something take a chance on something i promise you you'll be pleased and we also do these shows at uh this year the march first time using that since piano fight closed they're called the taste of SF mm-hmm. sketch fest we've always done these as kind of showcases for the younger emerging uh sketch and improv and solo performers and stuff that come through and you get a bunch of different groups in one night doing like 20 minute sets and a host and stuff. So if you want to kind of see where people are starting at and are still pretty accomplished for where they're at in their careers, that's what those shows are always really fun too. Cause a couple years later, who knows they blew up a lot. Yeah. Bay current is a production of KCBS radio. I'm Mallory Sumera. For more Bay area stories, subscribe to Bay current on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.